Hello, you are listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast and another edition of This Week in Brattleboro History by Joe Rivers. This week, with help from his history students at Brattleboro Union High School. Released onto the World Wide Web Thursday, October 1st, 2015. In September 1945, Japan officially surrendered and World War II ended. It was 70 years ago this week that the Brattleboro Reformer and the Vermont Phoenix, Brattleboro's two newspapers of the time, were reporting the following information. Meat rationing was coming to an end. Expensive cuts of meat were still only available with ration cards, but cheaper forms of meat like hamburger were now for sale at local stores. An attempt to change the zoning of Putney Road from the Rest River North to a commercial zone was defeated at the zoning hearing held by the Brattleboro Select Board. At the time, Putney Road was zoned residential agriculture. Select Board members said they would be coming back with a smaller commercial zoning proposal for Putney Road in the future. Our U.S. Senator George Aiken was in Washington, D.C. arguing in favor of raising the minimum wage from 40 to 65 cents an hour. According to the inflation calculator, that would raise the minimum wage from $5.30 to $8.61 in today's dollars. The relatively low minimum wage of 1945 might be why the two local newspapers were reporting that approximately 2 million workers were on strike across the country. Strikes in coal mining, auto manufacturing, the oil industry, textile mills, union manufacturers, and lumber workers are having a large impact on the economy. Soldiers were beginning to return home from the war in Brattleboro War Hero. Colonel Ernest Gibson, Jr. was featured in the local papers as someone asked to speak to various organizations about the state. Seventy years ago this week, he was scheduled to speak to the Vermont Bars Association on the topic, The Lessons of Pearl Harbor. Colonel Gibson's father had been a United States Senator, and Colonel Ernest Gibson, Jr. went on to become the 67th Governor of Vermont, and later a United States Federal Judge. Governor Gibson's claim to fame was his progressive Republican approach to public service. In 1946, he was elected Governor over incumbent conservative Republican Mortimer Proctor. This was a watershed election in Vermont history as it ended the Mountain Rule elections that had existed since the founding of the Vermont Republican Party in the 1850s. When the Republican Party began in Vermont, it won every governor's election for more than 100 years. The Republican Party would decide who the candidate would be, and if the candidate was from the West for one election cycle, then the following candidate would be from the east side of the mountains for the next governor's race. Ernest Gibson Jr. challenged this pattern and defeated Mortimer Proctor in 1946. The Mountain Rule ended with <laughs> Ernest Gibson's victory, and in 1962, Philip Hoff, the first Democratic governor of Vermont, was elected. Many historians point to Gibson's election as governor as the beginning of, of a successful progressive politics in Vermont. It was 70 years ago this week that Brattleboro saw progressive Republican George Aiken fight for workers' livable wages in the United States Senate, and progressive Republican war hero Ernest Gibson Jr. informally launched his candidacy for Vermont governor with speaking engagements around the state. We'd like to thank Timothy, Camden, and Kayla for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Thank you for listening to the Brattleboro Historical Society podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the program.